Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, beautiful people, and thank you so much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest, Leslie Logan, and y'all, she is a fireball. I chatted with her a few minutes before hitting record, so I am so excited for you to get to meet her, but let me tell you a little bit more about Leslie's background, and for those of you that may be new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host behind the platform. Leslie Logan is a certified Pilates teacher, breath work, habits, and mindset coach, is the founder of OnlinePilatesClasses.com, the first free online catalog of Pilates exercise tutorials, where you can also find weekly Pilates classes and workshops. Teaching Pilates since 2008, she has run multiple studios, has trained hundreds of people to become teachers themselves, and has taught thousands of students. When not teaching from her studio in Las Vegas, Leslie, she's hosting her podcast, Be It Till You See It, or Traveling the World Leading Pilates Retreat. How cool is that? Traveling, doing something that you love, that gets your body looking like, ooh-wee. <laughs> so without further ado, let's welcome Leslie Logan. Uh, thank you so much, Genesis. It's so nice to talk to you on, on the record. Now, you're an amazing person and you have so much energy. So thanks for having me. My pleasure, Leslie. And we're going to jump into the connection part of the segment first. So there are two ways to get you connected with the community. So we could do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Oh my goodness. I think I want the rapid fire because it's such a challenge to just answer. (laughs) Okay, here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Leslie and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. So I see you are very artistic, bubbly. You just have good energy and vibes. So my first question for you is what is your favorite tattoo? Oh, on myself? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, great. So I actually love, I have, I wonder on my hand, if you're watching the record, I have it on my hand. It's on my thumb. It's I'm left-handed. So it's literally where I can see it when I'm writing to remind me like, what am I want like to wonder more? Okay. Question two, what's your favorite color? Purple. Question three, what's your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Coffee with collagen. (laughs) Question four, if you could have a Pilates retreat anywhere in the world and money was no option, where would you be headed? Well, I love where we have it already, but I would definitely do Fiji because like we all need to go to Fiji. I'm going to go to Fiji. If money's no option, we're going to Fiji. (laughs) Yes, I'm with you. I would love to go to Fiji. Question five, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person past or present, who would it be and why? Julia Roberts, because I want to laugh with her because I think the two of us would just like have a riot and everyone be like, who are those girls laughing? (laughs) Question six, what's your happy place? My Pilates studio, actually, I really, I created a really great little haven for it from in my house. So that's my happy place. Question seven. 
If you could recreate or relive any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? The first time my husband and I went to Cambodia, we did a hiking tour through the jungle to discover, we didn't discover them, but it felt like we discovered the temples, right? And so um, I would love to relive that moment just because seeing things for the very first time that are that majestic, it just is humbling and an honor and a true gift. Eight, marriage is a beautiful thing. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone who is thinking about embarking their marriage or they may already be married, but they just want to spice it up and keep it saucy because sometimes people lose themselves in marriage. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you know, I don't know that this will spice things up, but it'll definitely keep you from fighting, which could also like have the reverse effect. So you're not getting, it'll be nice and spicy. Let your partner be themselves. If they're going to be late to things, let them be late to things. Tell them things start earlier. <laughs> like don't get into little fights over things about like being late because that does keep things from being spicy. It also makes things not so fun to be married. Yeah, I love that. I would I would agree there because you still are your own person, but you're just doing life with someone together. And you still have to respect that person as an individual, because before they were with you, they were doing their own thing. And we're meant to complement each other. And then we complete each other afterwards. Well, and also that's why you fell in love with them, whoever they were. So don't change them. (laughs) Question nine. Would you rather a dream car, dream home, or hell? Let's go big and have both. <laughs> um, I want both because if I can have both, like who wouldn't want both? <laughs> yes, that's my choice too. I'm like, I want it all. <laughs> I want it all. Question 10. It's the pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I want to play. Okay. That's why I get to ask you a question, right? No, pass. No. Oh, then pass. Okay. I want I want to pass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question, girl? Okay. I want to, I mean, you're, you're, did you guys decide to find out the sex of your baby or are you going to be surprised? Yes. We found out the sex. <laughs> are you sharing? Are you keeping it to yourself? But you know, uh, I can share. <laughs> okay. What, is, so, what are you having? We are having a beautiful miss is inside. <laughs> ah, oh my God. That's so fun. Oh my God. So fun. Okay. I just, I always like to know because it's so fun to get excited. So yeah. I'm sure you, you can keep the name to yourself, but I just want, <laughs> if you are someone who like wants to keep it a secret and make it the ultimate surprise in life, that's what my friends say. Or if you're like, no, we're planners and we want to know. <laughs> Yeah, at first I tried to keep it a a surprise. And then when I kept going to stores, I kept seeing so many cute clothes. I was like, I don't know what I'm having. So I don't even know what to buy. And then I was like, I got to find out. I got to find out. And then I literally try to pimp the, well, that's a wrong thing. I shouldn't say pimp. I try to sway the the sonography uh, tech. And I was like, well, can you just tell me? And then whenever my husband gets here, I'll just act surprised. And then, so my mom went with me. So she told my mom, put it in the envelope or whatnot. And then she's like, turn away from the monitor. And I was like, in that moment, I just wanted to know. I didn't want to wait to pop the freaking balloon for the gender reveal. I'm like, what is it? What's growing? I want to say, what's growing inside of me? 
<laughs> I would, I would, I, I too would, would sneak a peek. I don't know if I would know what I was looking for, but I would sneak a peek. So yeah, thank you for playing rapid fire, Leslie. Now we're going to dive in to the meat of our conversation, which is small business coaching, you running your Pilates studio, adding a lot of value there, and then helping people with their habits. And the reason why I want to encompass all three of them, because they're all three part of your niche areas. And I definitely feel like there's synergies there, because in order to be effective in one area, you have to have self-care and it sounds like Pilates is your self-care and then you also have to carve in time to make those habits actually stick you can't just do it one time and then just think that oh okay I'm done yeah yeah well also like everything we do is actually a habit like your entire like how you show up in your day you're mostly things are out of habit whether you think they're good habits or bad habits like you are the habits that you create so we can talk I'd love to fit that into all those things Yeah. So let's start with small business coaching. And the reason why I want to start there is I want to know what led you into this space. Oh, it's a great question. Like most of the things I do in my life, I kind of fell into it. Um, I was teaching Pilates for another company and my boss was asking me, how are you getting so many clients? And I was like, isn't that my job? Like I'm supposed, like, I'm not supposed to sit here. I'm supposed to teach people and to teach people, I have to tell them to do Pilates. So I actually started watching how most Pilates instructors were operating in their first time sessions. And I realized a distinct difference between what I was doing, what they were doing. And I created a workshop that workshop had me flown all around to teach other studios, how to do the exact same thing. And then, um, I was asked to manage the studio that I was then working for because of my background and just running, running retail shops. And what I realized is I couldn't hire most of the people I was interviewing because they were sold a training program that wouldn't work, didn't teach them everything. So I found myself writing a book and creating courses and workshops so that I could really have more people to hire. (laughs) Um, And then eventually after that seven years of doing that, I went out on my own and I've been coaching hundreds of uh, fitness businesses around the world for almost eight years now. Wow, that's incredible. And it's always amazing to hear the back end parts of the story, because I feel like sometimes whenever we go through life, people see our successes and they want to put us on a pedestal, but they never take time to understand how we started or how we got to where we are, which you know, that shows like the struggle, man. It shows the hustle and bustle. It shows the grind, the tenacity, the resilience and et cetera. So just um, let me back up here. Did you always know you wanted to be in the fitness space? No, I, which, I mean, I guess like I was always a very active child. I was an, an athlete as an, in high school. Um, I didn't do any athletics in college, even though I would run. And then I got back into athletics um, after college, but I, you know, I kind of just got, I get a little obsessed with things and I dive all the way in and then people suggest that I can do it for a living. So <laughs> it's kind of this pattern I have, but I, I do thank you for highlighting that the, the beginnings. And I would say like, pay attention. If you're listening to this, how can this be for you? Pay attention to the questions people are asking you because those questions are things people think you're an expert in. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. And I like that you're so open and honest because people want that. I feel like too many people right now in today's society is just trying to go with the movement instead of just taking a step back and analyzing who am I? 
what matters to me and how can I show up, which goes to your statement of pay attention to what people are asking you because they're asking you questions that are based on your zone of genius. But if we overlook that and we don't follow our gut instinct or that discernment or intuition, then we're missing out a part of who we are. Yeah, 100%. And um, with Pilates, I love how you took business coaching, you came up with a bomb plan. Well, let me not say bomb, y'all don't get me off the air. You came up with a banging plan to help you make your business work for you. And then you incorporated Pilates. So it was like the synergies were there because you were already doing it. And it sounds like you really enjoy and have fun doing Pilates enough to like go all over and have these retreats. So when you got introduced to Pilates, did you have any struggles with it? Or did you feel like, "Mm, I don't know if this is for me, but I'm going to try it out. Oh, great question. So, um, I actually was invited to my first Pilates class by a girl that worked for me when I was um, running a store in retail and she's like, come to Pilates with me. And I said, that is some BS fitness. Like that's an infomercial workout. It doesn't do what it says it's going to do. Like no infomercial does. So I was completely judging, uh, like a book by its cover and the cover that I had seen, right. There's like multiple other covers out there. Um, so, but I wanted a friend, like, to be honest, I was running a jewelry store in Orange County, California, and I'd graduated college and all my friends got married and moved away. So I was like kind of starting from scratch, even though I didn't move, I was in the same spot I was before. So I decided to go to class with her because I thought, we'll go to class, I'll have some avocado toast, and then I never have to go back and I'll have a, have a new friend, right? In that first exercise, I felt parts of my body I never felt before, like like muscles that I never felt before. And it's interesting, um, I couldn't articulate it then, but several years ago, I realized why I fell in love with it so much. And it was because I never actually felt like I belonged in most places. Like I didn't feel like I belonged where I grew up. I didn't feel like I belonged where I was at college. I didn't have friends when they graduated. And so I, um, but I realized in that moment that I actually got connected to myself and I felt like I belonged in my body. And so I think that even though I couldn't articulate what I was feeling, I became obsessed with actually doing it all the time. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the hilarious part is I completely was like in such resistance and you know what they say, what you resist is there to assist. So (laughs) I love that. And I love that you gave it a shot, even though you initially didn't want to go do it. And then when you did it, you're like, dang, and you're like, Ooh, that kind of feels weird. You probably had that reaction. And then after the fact, you're like, Oh, I actually feel good. Like this did some good to my body. And then you're like, okay, if I could do that, let me, um, build up a habit. So you, so then that probably led you to having a habit of going to Pilates more. And out of that habit, you birthed something where you're now helping people rinse and repeat and do the same thing. Would you say that's a good segue there for that oh, habit? I think it's a great transition. I love it. I'm with you. <laughs> so let's talk about, um, how you built the habit to go back to Pilates and did you have to put your money where your mouth is whenever you told her, okay, I actually like it. Loki, I really like it. <laughs> you know, she didn't hold it against me, but what I will say is, um, it wasn't as difficult to build the habit. And I'll tell you why, cause there's science behind this. So because I had such a good time in that class, I had like, my brain was like, I love this feels so good. Our brains are conditioned to lean into anything that brings us pleasure and run away from anything that brings us pain. So because 
in that class, like I hit these happy spots. I felt so good when I left. I wanted more and it was like instant habit building. I just had to sign up for more. Right. So, um, I didn't know that at the time I'd only learned that because I decided to figure out like why some habits stick and some habits don't. And what I discovered in studying with BJ Fogg, who works, who like founded the behavior science department at Stanford is that you can create a habit in a moment. You can create, if you wake up in the middle of the night, because you have to see his example in his book is like, you have to see like if your kids have a snow day or not, and you open up your email and they do have to go, they get to go to school and you're like relief you. And you then check your email every day after that you created a habit because your brain felt relief. And so it's literally every night waking you up to check your email, to search for relief. Right. And so that's why there's not really like good habits or bad habits because all of them are bringing something good to your brain. And so when you are trying to create a habit in something, the important thing, and this is for my overachievers and perfectionists that are listening, the important thing is not to get mad at yourself when you make a mistake, when you miss a day, when you can't get to the thing. The important thing is to celebrate that you even thought about it, to bring a lot of dopamine and emotion and positivity to the thing you want to create a habit around because your brain is literally like, oh, let me do that again. Oh, let me do that again. It's going to find little ways to do that thing. It's like playing video games. All of a sudden you find yourself playing a video game while you're lying at Starbucks. Why? Because something about that game makes you feel good. So then you start finding out ways like while you're cooking dinner, I got five minutes watching this water boil. Like that's how habits are created. So pay attention to what you're excited about. I love that. And I don't know when you were talking and all of a sudden it just kind of made me think about that one part of Legally Blonde whenever she said, um, you know, working out gives you endorphins and happy people just don't kill their husband. So I know it wasn't her. (laughs) Right. 100. That, that one of that, that movie is one of my favorites in life. And she is correct. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if they haven't done science on it, but I, I I would, I would say she's correct. The happy people at least don't have a habit of killing their husbands. Another question regarding um, habits, because we know that some people, whenever they submerge themselves in something new, like they're trying a new fitness program, sometimes they try it one time and then they're like, oh, okay, I like it. And then they'll do it five times and five to see if it's something they're going to stick with or they're not, or they're going to forego. But then whenever you're building those habits, those habits and you're getting involved in it, um, how can we think about it from a holistic standpoint? Because in order for a habit to really stick, you should have some form of emotion to it. So mm-hmm. you should have some physical win that you're getting. Mm-hmm. It should be connected with you mentally, yeah. spiritually, and just kind of go, go with all of them mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I think that helps you formulate okay, is it worthwhile in order to keep doing it? Because these are the results that you're getting. Would you say that, that you feel the same way or do you disagree? Well, I actually would love for everyone to think about it in all those categories. I, I I think that'd be, I think people would probably find some better habits um, that way. But, but I think in the very beginning, you just have to make sure you want to do it. And that's key. And I know that sounds so simple, but like, I know a ton of people who are like, I want to run a marathon. And I'm like, why? And like, well, cause I feel like I should run a marathon once in my life. And it's like, for some people that could be holistic, spiritual and mental and all those things. Cause it is all those things. When you run a marathon did that don't need to do it again. But the, but a lot of people also choose things based off like, oh, they heard so-and-so did that. And they 
they maybe have the energy or strength that that person is wanting to have. So now they want to do it. So first, just make sure you want to do the thing that you're saying you want to do. Actually ask yourself, like on a scale of one to 10, how much do I, why do I want to do this? What am I expecting this to give me? And then the next thing you have to do is actually get a little more holistic and mental about it. Do I have the ability to do this thing? Do I have the ability to go run 10 miles tomorrow? If no, then that doesn't mean you can't run a marathon, but we need to bring the habit to something you actually can do so that you're actually being kind to yourself and being holistic around it. And so a lot of people get annoyed because James Clear, BJ Fogg, all these top habit scientists, they're talking about like, just put the shoes on. And like, that's not going to help me get to my goal. And it's like, yeah, but getting mad at yourself for not doing something is also not going to help you get to your goal. So the holistic spiritual part of you said it celebration. We are living in a society today where we do not give ourselves credit for anything that we did. We are like, it wasn't, I wasn't the fastest. I didn't do it for as many minutes. I said, I said I would do, I didn't do it all the days. I didn't like, we focus on all the things we didn't do, but if you focus on what you did do and you celebrate that, like you were having a little, a little, a little one, right? So when your little one takes their first step, you are 100% going to be so excited about it. Is that first step going to be pretty awesome? No, they're going to stumble. Their hands are on a table. Their foot's going to be turned in. They're going to be shaking around. Like it's not balance. We don't go up. That wasn't good enough. But we do for ourselves, right? With little kids, we're like, yes, it's amazing. Why is it important? So they take another step. So we actually have to be, which think a little bit more childlike around our things. That is going to hit you in a spiritual, holistic way because you are going to find if you're kinder to yourself, you're going to be way kinder to others and you're going to have more time to bring in more habits of things you want to do. Yes, I love all that. Um, Another question I want to ask, Leslie, is, you know, sometimes people use different activities as a stepping stone to build upon another activity that they're interested in doing. And like, for example, people who want to strengthen their strengthen their body or their core, they may try yoga and yoga helps them with their breath work, balance and et cetera. So um, do you recommend people doing Pilates to help them segue into achieving some of their other fitness goals? Yeah, I love this. So um, remember that it's not Pilates or it's Pilates and. So anything you're already doing, you get to keep doing. Pilates is not here to take a spot away from that. In fact, what you're going to notice is if you actually get into the world of doing Pilates, you'll start to hear how many athletes are doing it in their off seasons, in between game days. Why? Because it makes everything you're already doing better. If you are wanting to have better breathing habits. When you do Pilates, you breathe in and out through your nose and you breathe into the back of your lungs. Most of us don't breathe into the back of our lungs. We do a lot of shallow breathing. So you're going to really improve that, which is going to help you if you're a cardio person, if you're doing endurance training, if you are someone who does heavy weight lifting or even yoga, which is just body weight resistance, learning how to work within your muscles and move from your center is going to prevent injury. And it's going to keep everything strong and in your strength based muscles versus like your joints and things like that. So I, if you are wanting to add something new to what you're doing, please know that you can actually do Pilates on, like you only even, you don't even need the equipment that you see on TV. You can actually just do mat Pilates. You can do it at the gym before you get on the treadmill. You can do it after you've done a, a weight training workout. You can do it at your house um, while watching TV. Like you don't actually need to go into a Pilates studio if you don't have access to one or the time. 
Mm, I love that. And then since you have your Pilates stuff online, they could actually check out your content and see what it is that you're doing and how they could do it from their comfort of their home. Since some people may not feel safe since, you know, the pandemic is still going on where they may not necessarily want to go in the studio, but then there's people like, eh, we're past that. Let me go to the studio. Let me get my workout on. So do you have um, different levels that you teach Pilates wise? Yeah, absolutely. So first, even if you just end up in an all levels Pilates class, know that Pilates meets you where you are and it's all compounding. So if you see some exercise, you're like, I can't do that yet, then you'll actually be able to repeat anything you've already done. And it's going to eventually phase out and be the exercise that you aren't able to do in your body today. But, um, no matter where you are, like we are all very busy and not every studio is convenient. So I believe that everyone should have a mat practice. If you do get to have access to equipment, that is awesome. Please go use it. It is very supportive. But if you are new to Pilates or you're, you're curious about it, if you go to onlinepilatesclasses.com, you'll see we have an intro series and it's three 10 to 15 minute classes that just teach you how to build up into an all levels class, whether you do Pilates with me, or you just take that information in your body and go to someone else's class in person, rock on. I, I, I know that I, not everyone will like working with me, so it's fine. I'm not offended, but I do want you doing Pilates. So if you don't like me, take that information in your body to someplace else that you do like. I like, I like that. And now I'm, I'm going to throw you an audible before we jump into the CTA part of the segment. So is there anything that I didn't ask you pertaining to small business coaching, habits or Pilates that you want to share that will add value to what we just talked about? Um, well, we can either talk about how to know what to charge. So if somebody is trying to figure out how much to charge for their small business, we can talk about that. Or we can talk about um, the importance of, of working out, like just the, what, all the different things that allows people to do. You pick. Okay. So I'm, let me pick the first one since you said that okay. first. So let's just do like a quick cliff notes because we can't give them all the information because we want mm. y'all to do your due diligence too. So yeah. let's talk about what to charge whenever you're first beginning your small business. Because, you know, we as women, sometimes we want to discount our prices in order to meet people where they're at. But one of my good friends and someone that I know said, don't pick my brain, pick a price package because you are your brand and it's all of the years of experience that you have in your field as well as outside of your field that makes you a subject matter expert and there's value in what you have to offer. You are 100% correct and also, you know, um, there's so much that goes into a price that is beyond like just what it is. And also I think we think that's where people are at. You said to meet people where they're at, that's where we think that they're at. And we have this imposter syndrome saying, Oh, you know, women are actually more likely to give discounts without people asking. It's this weird thing that we do. So here's the deal. If you are in the service-based business, meaning your time, what you offer is time, right? And whatever that surface is based on time, this is going to work for you. If you're doing products or other things, then I, we, we, you can use this to figure out what your hourly rate is. So you know how to hire people because they should all be less than what you're charging for your time. So here's how it goes. Cause I do not believe in trading time for money. And I don't believe in guessing how much I'm going to make at the end of the year. Not a single one of us would take a job where they don't tell you how much you wake it, make a year, but every service-based person just picks a price out of the thin air of the going rate in their area. <laughs> and then they're like, 
what did I make this year? We have to wait till you do taxes. That is weird. No one, no one would sign up for that. So here's how it goes. You take the price that you, the gross income you want to make your gross income. So that's going to depend. Every state has different taxes. Every country has different ones. So you pick gross, meaning includes the bills, includes the taxes. You divide it by how many weeks a year you want to work. So this is really key. I want you to have vacation time. The way this, pro this process works is going to pay you for a vacation or sick days. Then I want you to put in, divide that number by how much you want, how many days a week you'll work. So no one's going to put in seven. I would love it if you were on five or less to put the days in, right? <laughs> or three or four, right? Like, hey, you do you. So then the next thing you're going to divide that number by is the amount of hours a day you can do the thing you're charging for. So I may work six hours a day, but I don't teach six hours a day. So if I'm only going to teach three hours and I'm going to divide it by three, the number I get is how much I have to charge every hour that I'm able to do my service. So I have to, if I said, I want to make a hundred grand, I'm going to work 47 weeks of the year. I'm going to work five days a week and I'm only going to teach three hours a day. That's three times five is 15. So all I have to make sure is that I have filled 15 hours a week and that I am charging whatever that answer was when I did the math. So if it was $85, then I have to be $85 or more. And if you can get to more, that means you can have a week where you may only have 14 or 13. And what that does is you never have to go, oh, I have to work more before my vacation. No, you work the same amount because as long as you hit 15 hours every week for 47 weeks of the year, and you charge more than that answer was, you are going to make the gross income you said you want to make. So that's how you know what to charge. I love that. And if you would not mind, can you email me that formula? And I'm going to put it in the show notes because some boss out there definitely needs to hear and when I'm talking about boss right now I'm going to support the women bosses out there who are baddies in your area that you need to level up your prices and as well as you know the men too you're yeah. you're our ally so I'm supporting you too because you don't know what you don't know and that's why we have these transparent conversations so we can learn from each other and like, if there's something that I knowledge that I have, I'm going to share it with Leslie because it's going to help her grow because collaboration is not the, the new competition. It is the new way to create synergies so we can build partnerships that are long lasting and sustainable. Mm, I love that. So Leslie, what's your call to action for the audience? Do you have a challenge for them? Or do you just want to tell them, hey, go check me out on my website, get in my social media pipeline, and let's do this. Well, here's the deal. Um, I'm going to give you the link to that formula. So that will be a call to action if you're in business. But no matter what, my call to action is please ditch perfection. It's not helping you. It's not helping you. I owned my way through this interview. There's things I could have said differently, whatever. If I get hung up on that, I will never show up for other people again. And you won't hear what I have to say. You won't hear what Genesis has to say. So please ditch perfection in your, for yourself and for others and start to see what you're able to create. Cause it's going to be unstoppable when you stop letting perfection get in the way. I love that. And Leslie plug your website and share with us your primary social media account that you like to hang out on. Yeah. So onlinepliesclasses.com is where um, all the goodness is for working out. We talk about habits and all that stuff over there. And then I, um, I know there's a thousand places on social media to hang out. I primarily, I check my Instagram. So leslie.logan is where you can find me, follow me, DM me, let me know how this resonated with you or didn't. I'll listen to it all. <laughs> 
Amazing. So thank you so much, Leslie, for just coming on here, having a transparent conversation with me and just really being authentic because that's what it's about. It's coffee chat style. We could be us. And if we resonate with you, we resonate. If we don't, just take the knowledge that we just dropped and share it with someone who it may benefit. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and follow. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see the video to this recording on our YouTube channel by going to GEMS, that's G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp. All of Leslie's contact info will be in the show notes. All you need to do is read, scroll on down, and hit that tap in with her, which is going to be a hyperlink, y'all. So there's no excuse for you not to get a hold of Leslie. And then lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. That is my rendition. I want to thank each one of you for supporting the mission behind the podcast, which is to continue to bring on content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also intersect diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Because believe it or not, it does take all of us coming together to really create synergies and make this world a better place. We are all here to make an imprint in order to drive impact. So until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. And if you want to be a brand ambassador, you could find out more details by going to genesisamarscamp.net or sending me a personalized email to genesisamarscamp at gmail.com. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on gems podcast